Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad you could join us. Today is Thursday, May 3rd, 2018. Can you believe it is already May 3rd? I cannot believe how fast this year is flying by. My list of things to do uh, keeps growing and growing. And it's like every time I turn around, there's more things that I didn't get to take care of. And, uh, you know, it's it's just going so fast. But um, thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate all of the comments, emails, and messages that we've received. Uh, we had a great show. Our last show um, was uh, was phenomenal. And, uh, and today's show is going to be just as phenomenal. Um, we have uh, our guest co-host, uh, Adriana Cabanas, and um, you really want to follow this young lady. Uh, we're going to be uh, bringing her on momentarily, but you really want to follow her. She's doing phenomenal work, uh, not just for herself, but uh, really she, she's a, a role model and an example uh, for many to follow. So if you're on Instagram, follow her at the Adriana Cabanis, the Adriana Cabanis and, and her Instagram, um, uh, screen name is right on our show page. So you can go there as well. We're going to talk to her about her own journey of personal growth and awareness. She's a business entrepreneur raised right here in South Florida. She's a graduate of Florida International University School of Business, where she obtained her bachelor's degree in management. She's been a luxury property realtor for several years and recently launched her new business, providing personalized invitations and other printed materials for special events, weddings, baptisms, bar mitzvahs, etc. So we're going to be talking to her about that as well. Uh, and if you want to join in on the discussion, call, you know the number, 929-477-1785. Again, it's 929-477-1785. Also, um, uh, my thoughts and prayers with uh, a good friend, Dr. Elizabeth King, uh, who lost her husband uh, this week, uh, John Weaver. Uh, I know that that she's devastated. Uh, Elizabeth, my thoughts and prayers are in your family. I know there's really you right now that will comfort you, but um, definitely our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, many blessings, and uh, I hope to uh, to be at the service there and uh, and get a hug. Uh, also, um, my thoughts and prayers are with uh, two media professionals here in South Florida who are friends, uh, Kayle uh, McEnany and uh, Ann Keel. Both underwent surgery uh, this past week. Um, so I don't know if you've been following their journey uh, on social media. Each of them has uh, has put it out on social media. So, um, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with them. Um, I've been in touch with them both uh, through through messaging, and, and they both appear to be recovering quite well, uh, which is always good always good after surgery. They're both young ladies. Um, so uh, they have youth on their side and they also have faith on their side. So those are two very important components. Um, 
But without further ado, we're going to bring on Adriana. Adriana, how are you this evening? Hey, Michael, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I actually just started pouring over here down in Miami, so I'm glad I stayed dry today. Is it raining over there in Pines? No, no. It's uh, it's beautiful and sunny. As, you know, that's how it is in South Florida. It could be raining across <laughs> the street. It's a, exactly. <laughs> it's a little bipolar. Yes. <laughs> we'll have yep. to give it a therapy session. <laughs> And thank exactly. you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Well, thank you for and, having uh, me on here, Michael. It's truly an honor. And, you know, thank you for touching so many people's lives. You know, you've touched my life and I know so many others out there. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, we're able to cross paths. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, so is this your radio debut? Is this your first interview on radio? Actually, I've been, I have been on the radio briefly a couple of times before, but this is the most special. So I'm very okay. honored and happy to be a part of it. So thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and, and I know that you grew up locally right here in South Florida, right in Pembroke Pines, as a matter of fact. Yep, little Pembroke Pines when there was hardly anything there. That's where you know, I grew up to relate. So it's one of the first neighborhoods um, to be there. And now it's just so big. It's, you know, totally grown itself out. Yeah, it's now it's getting congested, actually. <laughs> I know, yeah. So let's talk about um, your personal journey. And I know that, um, you know, uh, you know, I want to use the words like reinvented yourself and rebranded yourself. But, you know, you're you're not you're not um, you're a person. So um, the Mm -hmm. the right word is uh, renewed yourself. Oh, it's more than renewed. I mean, renewed, reinvented. I'm completely redone. I mean, my whole mindset has just been rewired so I mean there's just no way of putting it it's just a brand new me and I mean we can get deep with it um the way that we met was because you were actually uh the person that married me and my ex-husband and you are also the person that uh was there through going through the divorce so just to start off with, just to give a little bit of background, um, that was kind of the start of my renewal. And a lot of times I feel like people change when they go through the hardest points that they've ever, ever been faced. And I think one of the things I've really learned from going through what I went through, and you see me, you saw me going through that, was that at yes. the point where you reach the lowest, is actually something that, in a weird way, we, ha- we have to be grateful for it because it only brings positivity afterwards. After the storm goes away, there's always sunshine. So after I went through all that, I'm a completely brand new person. And I look back and I remember when I used to say, why me? Why did this happen? I never imagined this happening. But now I couldn't have been more grateful that it did happen. And so just to be able to say that is a brand right. new me. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's also about, you know, um, really 
coming out of that shell and and forming you know your own identity as you know if you will um mm-hmm. and 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 really you know doing what you love to do and and chasing your dreams and not exactly. chasing anyone else's dreams exactly i think a lot of times uh we get attached to uh, being married and what we're supposed to be in a marriage and trying to live up to the expectation. And especially women, you know, we try and be the best wives. We try and build the best home, try and be the best role model. And so we forget who we need to be for ourselves because we put everybody else before that. Yes, indeed. Indeed. And, And, you know, I have often told people that, you have to you have to learn to love yourself and you have to love yourself before you're capable of loving someone else you know and th- that's a hard lesson for people it is i mean a part of loving there's many aspects of loving yourself and so you know when i was actually when i was in my 20s i read this book called the uh, last one down the isle wins And that taught me a lot about self-love, even though I wasn't to the point where I am now. But you have to love so many parts of yourself, the good and the bad. So, I mean, you have to learn what the bad is and work on that internally, but still love the process of working on it. So even though you might not be there with the self-love part, maybe let's just say your finances aren't there. But, you know, you can get better at that and you can better it. You don't have to hate yourself in the moment because you're not this great financial person. You just have to know that you're going to go through this process of bettering yourself and having self-discipline to become the person that you want to. And this book broke it down really well for me because it's like there's certain aspects of your life that you really need to have in line. So there's the financial aspect, there's your career your education, your family, um, your friends. So you have to really love all these aspects of yourself in your life and you have to be content with it. And if there's something you don't like, you have to change it and work on it. And it's not to say that you don't love yourself in the moment, like I said, but you're just, you're going through a process of renewing yourself to become a better person. So yeah, self-love has definitely a lot of variations of it. And we have to love all parts of it, even the bad. Yeah, and and definitely, you know, um, in your case, going through the divorce um, really opened your eyes and pushed you in a certain direction of deciding, okay, you know what? This is what's going on. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to do it. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but one of the greatest motivators for change is pain. And it isn't until we experience that pain, you know, uh, could be a loss, could be, you know, a number of things. Uh, It isn't until we experience that pain that we're not ready to change. Because most people don't just wake up one morning and say, okay, I'm going to change. You know, exactly. um, and, and I had invited, uh, another friend, Tanya, who is in a very similar situation like you. Unfortunately, she was unable to 
um, to participate with us this evening. But I'm definitely going to have her back for a future show because, you know, I look forward to her morning posts on social media every morning. And she starts posting like at about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and uh, just motivational all the way. Mm-hmm. What do you think for you, where was, where was that aha moment? Where was that awakening when you said, well, okay. When, when I went through the divorce, there was, I guess, a period where I had to separate myself from everything that was going on within the marriage. So when I looked at what I had left, I kind of was really not left with a lot. You know, I I had a successful career that I pretty much put on the back burner because I took on planning a wedding on my own and building a house, furnishing the house. And it really just revolved all around this whole concept of being married and starting a family. And then when that was all kind of taken away from me, I just realized that I just, I wasn't, anything I felt like I just everything was just based on this marriage and it was and and you know the person I was with had a lot of accomplishments and any anywhere I would go I would definitely get recognition you know but it was because I was x y and z's wife it's not because I was x y and z so I realized that I had to become my own person I had to grow into who I was and this couldn't be taken away ever again because, and, and I could never be left with nothing again because this is going to be mine. And this is going to be something that nobody could take away from me. And it's my identity. And so I just started really working on myself and just realizing what are my passions, you know, because I, this whole, all these years I've been watching somebody follow their passions and my passion is, you know, to, to, be married and have a family life. But there's a lot more outside of that that I didn't pursue because I kind of felt like, okay, that's it. I got married. Like I kind of achieved what I really wanted to achieve. But when I dug deep down inside myself, there were so many goals I had that I just, I didn't seek it because for me, it wasn't important anymore. Everything else was important. But the investment that I made on myself after that happened to me was, just pursuing any dream that I could imagine and just going out there and doing it with no fear. And so that's where I am now. You know, I left behind luxury real estate. I mean, I still do it a little bit of residual. It kind of comes in here and there, but for the most part, you know, I don't partake in it. A lot of people would say, why would you leave something that pays so well and you work you know, nine years to get to the point where you're at being able to sell what you sell. But to me, money is not worth my dreams. So I prefer to do what I'm doing now, pursuing becoming my own person and getting a lot less, if not nothing, and just becoming the person that can inspire other people to do the same thing, to become who they really are, whether you're married or not. You can do it in both situations. You don't have to, you know, go through what I went through and get a divorce to realize like, shoot, I need to follow my passion. It's there. Everyone has it inside of them. You just have to figure out what it is that you want to pursue and put the time and effort into it. And that's what I did. And that's, uh, you know, that's my journey right now. And I'm I'm not going to stop until I absolutely have all my dreams sitting there right in my hands that I can see that I've achieved. 
And that's great. You know, that that's great. And I know that, you know, those answers didn't come to you overnight, you know, and, no. and all too often in relationships, whether it be a marriage or, or you know, any type of romantic relationship, um, there is the possibility uh, and the risk that you lose your own identity and yeah. everything revolves around the other person. And, mm-hmm. you know, what that does is it, it sets people up for a huge resentment. And, you know, that resentment creates discord and disagreements. And, uh, and that becomes very difficult, you know, in a relationship, in a marriage, uh, to have that. And that's why it's so important that in a relationship that each one still have their own identity and that they have the ability and the freedom to chase their dreams. You know, um, marriage and and relationships are all about compromise and you have to be able to compromise. You know, what, what did it look like for you when, you know, when things were getting finalized and, and you were looking forward, what did it look like for you putting that, putting that timeline together in your mind in terms of the things that you wanted to accomplish for yourself? Uh, to be honest, I, it, w- it was very scary, number one. It was just about the scariest, saddest thing I've been through. And it didn't there was no vision there. It was just all darkness, you know, like I had no self work on myself within that time that I was married. So for me to, you know, make the first step forward, I had to really figure out who I was again, you know, and, and start my life from scratch. And that is so scary. I mean, it, it it's just petrifying. And so, for me, it took it took a while for me to realize what my passion was going to end up being. And one of the passions that I realized was, you know, being an entrepreneur, which I've always kind of tried to do along the way. But because I was married, I was just a little complacent and I didn't have that push. So finally, I had this push like, OK, you have to get it together. Like you need to make something of yourself because now you have nothing. And if you don't make this work, then you're still going to be nothing. So just continue to move forward and push yourself through it. And so it's, it's, it's really a blank slate when you get to that point. And a lot of people, I mean, they can go through that being married as well. You can still be married and think, oh, my gosh, there's a blank slate for my future, even though you know who you're going to end up with and have kids with and have a family with. A lot of times that blank slate comes more to career-wise or, you know, extracurricular activities outside of marriage. And I feel like everyone just has to start from within themselves to figure out what it is that they love doing outside of being married and having a family. Right, right. And what would you what would you say is the... Um, how do I put this? What what would you say is the um, the the primary thing that you had to do to kind of get yourself in gear? Because I imagine you had you had some some downtime and you had 
literally some downtime where you, where you were probably, you know, depressed and isolating a bit. Mm-hmm. What, uh, how were you able to get yourself in gear? Well, well, to be honest, I really wasn't in isolation. I completely submerged myself into being around people 24-7 because I was so afraid of being alone and being sad. So what I did was I was constantly around people going out and just kind of doing things that, quite frankly, weren't really worth my while and being around people that probably, you know, I really didn't care to be around, but it was just occupying my time. That's kind of when I realized that, okay, I really need to work on myself because I couldn't be home alone. That was difficult for me. It was like I had to be home alone and I had to face the music when I was home alone. But when I wasn't home alone, I was kind of ignoring the reality of it. So I think when I came to terms with the fact that I couldn't be left alone in the sense where it would just make me sad, that's when I realized, like, this is not okay. I need to work on myself to be able to be home and be happy and just say, okay, I'm just going to stay home today and just, you know, have some popcorn and watch a movie all by myself. And I'm happy because I'm just spending time on myself and everybody needs that alone time. And so that to me was kind of like the push to where I knew I needed to really delve into myself and push myself to my own limits to where it's uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people avoid being uncomfortable, but the greatest change comes from the most uncomfortable situations. And I see people that have achieved amazing things and I look at them and I'm like, you know what? The first time that they did this thing, whether it's, you know, winning an Olympic gold medal, standing on the stage there, like that must have been super scary for them to get to that point. But it's out, outside of their comfort zone, but they knew they had to go through every to face that area that was very uncomfortable. And that's where that's where I really started on my self-work. Okay. And, and yeah, I, I think, you know, and there's all kinds of memes that get posted on social media about, you know, that, uh, you know, progress starts, you know, like in, in the uncomfort zone, in the, in the area right. where you're most uncomfortable, that's, that's where you're going to make the most progress, you know, and, uh, and, and let's talk about, you know, your current business venture your newest one yeah. that we had an opportunity to uh, to sit down in my office and talk about. Uh, let's talk right. about that. So, yeah. So, like I said before, I was in real estate, and then I realized that I was doing something that I dreaded doing. I mean, like, there's nothing about real estate that I like. That I don't like doing the contracts. I hate doing the showings. I mean, you know, I love to make people happy, and I love to find them their future homes. But it just wasn't, it wasn't uh, making me feel like I was being challenged anymore. It was just making me feel like it was just a repetitive motion that I had to go through which, with each client. So I right. was doing... It was work. It was work. Right. It was work. <laughs> exactly. It was work. And it, it, everybody goes through that. Everyone goes through their, you know, I have to get up and go do this. But the difference is, is that I was 
getting up every day and feeling that way. And then I just got to the point where I said, you know what? It's not worth the money for me to spend all these hours of my life doing something that I just, I really don't feel passionate about. So actually when I, when I got married, I made my invitations and when I sent them out, everybody commented on them. And I even have a client now today that still kept, the wedding invitation, and I told them, I'm like, you can throw that away. That's, that's old <laughs> news now. But I had such great feedback on it that I, I said, you know what? Let me just get myself out there, make myself the most vulnerable I can make myself, get out of my comfort zone. And, and what is the worst that can happen? You know, I'm going to be stronger afterwards. So I said, I'm going to do it. And I was halfway doing it, you know, between doing real estate and wedding invitations. But I really learned that you cannot do anything full-heartedly unless you put your whole focus on it. And it was kind of lingering. It was lingering for a while. And I was wondering, like, gosh, you know, like, why why isn't it taking off? But once I said, you know what, I'm going to cut off the real estate and just really focus on where my heart and my passion is taking me to, I thought, that's it, you know, it's going to take off. And it, sure enough, it took off from there. And I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress. Still, I mean, businesses are always going to be in that stage where it's always pivoting and changing. Um, but it, it, it just really is my passion. And I'm, I'm going to bring it to the next level. And, and my plan is to change the wedding industry. And I never in a million years, had I stayed married, I wouldn't have had that dream for myself because I was, you know, just kind of like, okay, this is, this is kind of my life and I'm happy with it. But there was something deeper inside of me that needed to be fished out and I'm, I'm 100% pursuing that now and I'm very proud of it. That's wonderful. And, and t- tell us how, how that has unfolded thus far. Well, I mean, it had a slow start, like I said, because I wasn't putting my full force into it. And then when I started putting my full concentration into it, little by little, it's building up. I mean, it's always going to have the bumps in the road and it gets a little discouraging at times. But when you just, you know, keep your focus on what you're doing and just kind of know that you're going to take it to the next level. You just keep working on it and you don't give up because when you don't give up, the only option there is, is to succeed. And so that's what I'm going to continuously keep doing it. And I've been just really going full force at it. And it's difficult because sometimes, you know, I see my friends out there and they're inviting me here, inviting me there. And I turn it down because I'm home working, but I know in the grand scheme of things, it's all going to end up paying off. So I proudly and happily turned down now, you know, any invites that I get, whereas in before the old me would never, ever <laughs> turn down an invite <laughs> to go somewhere. So now there I am at home alone, you know, on most weekends working my butt away and, I, I couldn't be happier doing it. And that, and that just comes such full circle to this point in my life where I'm, I, I mean, there's no other way I would ever want to have it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's really about reaching that point in your life, which I'm so happy to hear that you're at that point where, you know what, 
whether you're with someone or you're alone, you're going to be fine and you're going to be happy because you love yourself and you're content with yourself. And you don't need another person or even a group of people to, you know, to complete you as a person. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when I when I look back and I didn't know this, but I looked for validation in my relationships. And that's why I was from relationship to relationship ever since I've been in high school. And up until I got my divorce was not when I started just being alone and just validating myself for who I am. And I mean, this doesn't have to apply for everybody because you don't have to go through a divorce to realize your own value. You can still work through it while you're married. It's just a matter of separating yourself from your spouse and understanding that you are an individual that's part of a complete program, but you yourself alone are still an individual. And, you know, when I take that on in the future again, I know that, you know, my happiness isn't going to be derived from someone else. And that's because I have found happiness in myself first. And they're just going to make it flourish even more and I'll be even happier. Um, But, I can still be happy on my own. I think it was Will Smith that I saw um, talking about how, you know, you can't rely on the other person to make you happy. You have to be happy on your own. So if you're, you're angry or upset about your situation or you're hating your life and you're pointing the finger at your spouse, sometimes you have to see what's going on within you that's making you unhappy rather than, you know, your spouse. And that's really important, right. I believe apply in in any relationship right and this is certainly this transformation that's a that's a word that i should have used earlier transformation the transformation of adriana um this it, it seems like you're still in a transformation phase although you've you've accomplished a lot as part of that transformation and certainly, you know, being able to not um, not not needing to be around people all the time. Like, hey, it's okay to you know have friends and go out and be around people, but you know, not needing to do it all the time is a great accomplishment for you. And and I'm sure for some of the listeners, you know, that that can probably there's probably a lot more people that can relate to your story that are listening, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and they may be too shy to call in to talk about it, but, you know, inevitably we'll get some messages after the show. Um, but, you know, it, it's that transformation that people need to embrace like you've embraced, um, right. you know, because all too often it's, it's, it's that unhappiness that that people walk around with that eventually leads to physical illness as well. Right. And, and we've all seen people physically ill, you know, from emotional situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that can, I mean, when I was going through, you know, the hardest point in the divorce, I mean, like I was, 
like losing my hair. I was getting super skinny. You know, it was very stressful. And, and you could see it in the physical aspects of myself as well. So that's why it's very important to take care of yourself. And I think the first step in taking that is to have the clarity of knowing, you know, what motivates you and what you're passionate about and what makes you happy. And it can't be a person, you know, and it can't be a situation. It has to be what deep down inside would make you happy without your current situation. And that's what people, I think, have difficulty digging through when they're in that situation and as far as being married. Right. So if if we were working on Adriana's book right now, which I know there's a book in the future. So yes. if we were working on Adriana's book, what chapter would you want to highlight? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think I know. So that's a really good. One. I want to highlight the whole thing. Well, what I really think was really helpful to me was understanding that you need people in your life to guide you. And I'm kind of, I'm really an independent person. So I kind of try to do everything on my own. But when I realized how helpful people just guide you, when I realized how important that was, that's when I really started to include people in my life that were, was going to help me make the change that I needed to make. And it really made the world of a difference because when you help each other out, your mind just opens up to the possibilities. And I really think that it's so important for everyone to go out there and find that one person that they look up to, that they look at their lives and, and think, wow, gosh, like I would love to have achieved what they've achieved or, you know, I would love to be as fit as they are, you know, whatever it is that your goal is. And just to reach out for, to the person, if it's an author, if it's a fitness person, you know, like, and get close to the person and, and really dig into their minds because you can really interject into your thinking by using someone else's point of view. And that was, to me, so important because I would see people and I would say, okay, what did they do? And I would reach out to them and they would give me the, the guiding you know, the guiding factors that I needed to, to push me to get there. And, and then it would make it more feasible for me because I said, if this person could do it, I could do it. And then I was a little more armed with what I needed to know to move forward. And I took baby steps and, you know, I'm still taking baby steps there. And, but it's definitely something that pushed me more to my limits was to, to have people in my life that were going to be that positive influence towards the dreams that I wanted to accomplish. Right. And what is on the immediate to-do list for Adriana? Right now, I'm actually working on my public speaking um, because that's one of my passions is helping others and motivating and get, getting everybody out there to become the best person they can become because we all are capable of being better, better versions of ourselves. It's not about making somebody into someone completely different. It's just about bringing out in them what they already have. 
And I think that that to me is so important in my life to achieve. And if I can affect one person, I'll be happy. But a part of that is being able to be vulnerable and be in front of people and get your message across in a concise way. And currently, that is what I'm really, you know, honing in on. I mean, this is helpful. I'm, you know, going to classes. I went to LA and took a class. You know, I have people that I'm reaching out to that are helping me get there because it's all about practice. You know, nothing can be done overnight. But if you, I mean, there's certain things you can do overnight, a lot of changes you can do overnight. But when you work on yourself and you try and make those weaknesses into strengths, it does take a lot of work and you have to put the effort into it. And that's what's in my immediate future right now is just working on my public speaking. Okay. Okay. And your, your family, are they, are they all here in South Florida? Um, my immediate family? Yes. But um, a lot of my family is, you know, in Australia or Venezuela or Spain, so they're kind of scattered everywhere. Okay, and and how's your immediate family in terms of um, this transformation? I mean, they have been very supportive, and I know that they're proud of you know everything I've overcome and and who I became. So they're they're very supportive, but again, I'm a very independent person. So I like to take things on on my own, which can be a strength, but it also can be a weakness. And so in my business, you know, as as far as where it's gone, I've definitely turned to my family for help and they've been there for me. But, you know, even if you don't have family that's there to help you, it, it, it's, it's something that the transformation can be done with or without the support of family and friends because it all comes within you. But thankfully, you know, I do have my family there to back me up in every move that I make. So when you say you're an independent person, so I take that as code for you don't like to reach out and ask people for help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that how did I pay? How did I peg that one? <laughs> did I, I don't peg know, that one but, right? Yeah, that's pretty much. But that that's like I said, it can be a big weakness because we cannot do it all on our own, you know. And we really we have to have people around us that support us and can guide us through. And that's why I think it's so important, the chapter in my book that I have on there where you include people that influenced you in the right ways, um, that just really explains how important it is to lean on people because they're going to help you and guide you. And for me, it was was hard for me to come to terms with, with that. But once I was able to open myself up to people and just say, hey, can you, can you help me with this? Like, I suck at it. And they, you know, open arms. Everybody that I've reached out to has happily helped me, thankfully. And, you know, your family is there to support you as well, but you have to look outside of family and friends sometimes and just, you know, look for mentors, people that can help you in other ways that who you have immediately around you just can't. Right, right. So when are we going to get started on on the book? Well, I already started on the book. 
I actually wasn't going to start writing the book now. I was going to wait until, you know, I, I gained some sort of notoriety with my business. But I was speaking to somebody one time at, the, at a wedding that I went to, and they said to me, well, why don't you just write it now? And I said, I looked at him, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so right. I, I was going to wait, but I, I, I started writing it now. And I think it's actually really important to start now because I can really jot down what I'm going through in the moment. And I think if I waited after the fact, then it kind of would have been, the message would have been a little lost because it wouldn't have been so raw. So, and that's one of the things, writing a book was something that I never in a million years had on my map. I mean, it was just so far-fetched for me. If anybody would ever have said, hey, you know, you're capable of writing a book, I would say, what? But, um, you know, what? Like, when I realized that there's not, one thing in the world that I can't do, I said, I'm going to write a book. And if no one else buys it in the world, except for maybe like my kids one day can read it and learn from it, then that's fine. But that's something that I have on my dreams list and I'm going to go out there and do it. So, so the book is going to be under construction for a couple of years. Oh, I think you can finish it in less time than that. <laughs> and 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 what's significant about writing it now? Point is, it's raw, you know. So, you know, now's the time to write about the pain, the challenges, the dreams, because you know, once you once you finish achieving everything, it's going to be hard to put yourself back in that position, you right. know, and to feel that pain of. Uh, and sit down and write about it. So right. now's the now's the perfect time. Exactly. I mean, the journey that I'm going through and getting there. I mean, my goal for my business, you know, is to reach a million dollars. And so, like, you know, when I do get there, it's it, it's something that if I don't write in the passing through the moments of getting there and I'm going to look back it might not be something that I remember and I think it's actually really therapeutical to go and just put your thoughts and feelings down whether or not you're writing a book it helps get through anything I mean right now I'm not going through anything any personal pain like I was when I was getting my divorce but I kind of wish that when I was going through it I had written it down you know and especially because a lot of times we can look back and just remember like, wow, you know, like look how far I've come. I was so broken back then and I've come so far. Or maybe when it, it, it goes through a repetition of let's just say if somebody, you know, goes through a divorce and then they go through a breakup and they can look back and say like, I went through this and, and read what they went through and remember that they got through it. And I think it's, it's a great reference point to have. Um, even if you're not writing a book, to look back on the things that you've gone through and know that you've overcome it. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 there's so much that you know that you have yet to do. Um, what would you say? Um, tell us something that you want people to know about you so, that you think maybe uh, they don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think they know a lot by now. Um, Gosh, I have no idea. I mean, my biggest thing I think that people don't know about me is, like I said before, being a a public speaker um, and just motivating people. I think that everybody 
can become better versions of themselves. And I just see so many people sitting there, living their lives, you know, in their jobs, miserable and wishing that they had a different life. And I just think, gosh, like it doesn't have to, this doesn't have to be your life. You can be so much more. You just have to realize first, that there's potential and then just go out there. Once you have the clarity of what you want to be, it's just a matter of putting action into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I was laughing with the last question, uh, laughing. Of course you couldn't see that cause we're on radio, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, because I've had, I've had people ask me, um, you know, previously, whether or not I, you know, when I do interviews for the radio show, whether or not I prep the guests and give them the questions ahead of time. And Mm -hmm. I I tell people, no, I don't. Like, yes, you you and I have spoken about the show, but we never discussed what exactly the content was going to be. No. You know, um, we're winging it. yeah, and just like when I'm going to go do a ceremony, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to come out of my mouth, but yeah. you know, I trust that whatever's going to come out at that time is going to be is going to be the appropriate thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are great at what you do, so I'm sure there's zero anxiety there for you to do that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, when are you going to come back on the show? Whenever I get an invitation back, <laughs> we can, whenever you want to. I mean, there's just so many topics that we can explore. I think this is a good starting point for me to just kind of put myself out there, just reveal, you know, everything I've been through. And hopefully somebody that may be going through the same thing, it helps them out to get through it. Or just someone that, you know, needs a little push to follow their dreams. I mean, I was able to do it. And I'm alive and well, and I just yes. hope that someone can take that as an example and apply it to their lives. Absolutely. What uh, What would you say are some points of advice that that you would give to? And it could be males, could be females, could be business advice, could be personal advice. I'm gonna leave it well, nice and open think, for you. <laughs> I think. Now that I really feel like I have true happiness and self-actualization, one of the things that was very pivotal for me to come to this place is being grateful. Um, And I know it sounds very cliche, but it is so true and it makes such a difference when you don't concentrate on the negative and you really look at the positive the negative almost diminishes I mean like I can't think of a negative thing in my life right now I mean I'm not trying to say that I have the best life in the world either but there's a lot of things that I could think of that are negative but I don't choose to ever look at that I just wake up every day and actually there's this uh, journal that I recently bought um, and it's called the five minute journal And I would kind of recommend it for anybody, just even if you're not going through something, because it really challenges you to wake up in the morning every single day and write down the things that you're grateful for. And that really sets the tone for your whole day, because 
you just you're just in such a different mood and you're you're more positive about your day and i even what i do and it suggests in the book is sometimes you really put you really have to write things in there that maybe you don't have yet so one of the things that i on the way is for you to attain something you kind of have to feel like you already have it so sometimes i get up in the morning and i'm like okay i'm gonna go to my five employees in my super duper nice office in the middle of downtown looking overlooking Biscayne Bay and I and I can feel it I feel like I am actually going to get up and do that and then you know I get ready brush my teeth and then of course I come out to my dining room table and I sit down and start working so but the point is is that like I can feel it in my heart and in my soul that it's happening and I've done that with so many things that actually have come to fruition that I truly, 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 truly believe that that is the key to having what you want, even if you don't have it yet. So yeah, so just being grateful for what you have and what you you want to have, just feeling like positivity. That's honestly really changed my life. and, And I'm just happy overall, and a happy person overall because of that attitude. Right, right. And, and you know, you bring up a good point because I think when we put gratitude into our attitude, um, we, can, we can really accomplish a lot of things. And for those listeners um, that, that are interested, um, you know, connect with Robin Lee. She's actually been on this show. Uh, it was over a year ago when she had come on the show. But you can, you can listen to the interview with Robin Lee. Um, by going to the main show page at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Michael Calderon show. Um, And you can also go to her website at www.intuitionheals.com and follow her on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Her Twitter name is Intuition Heals. And at least two to three times a day, um, and, and I'm really minimizing it because it's a lot more. She is tweeting about gratitude and asking people to tweet the three things that they're grateful for. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, exactly. So uh, she's a medical intuitive healer and mentor and, and author uh, inspiring people to live healthy and cre- creative lives. Uh, she's become a great friend and and she really embraces gratitude. That's that's what she's about. And uh, you know, hashtag gratitude heals. Um, and her book, which we've talked about on this show, uh, listen up, your heart is speaking. Uh, you can get it through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, um, or uh, by going to her website at www.intuitionheals.com. And um, you know, if you if you want a uh, a signed copy, uh, send her a message, and and let her know that you'd like a signed copy and you heard about it on my show, and I'm sure she will make sure that that happens. Isn't that great? I'm just putting her on the spot. <laughs> That's so but, nice. But she's a good friend, so so you can subscribe to her newsletter and also you know buy different items at her, at her, uh, website. Um, any, uh, any closing comments you have, Adriana? 
Um, I mean, I think we pretty much covered everything. I'm trying to think of um, something powerful to say, but I guess um, I guess the most powerful thing we can do with what we choose is to regularly rechoose it. You know, just yeah. keep choosing to love yourself. Keep choosing, you know, to, to seek out your dreams and eventually it just unfolds. You just have to not ever give up because like I said, the only option when you don't give up is having success. And whether the success is for personal fitness, for your emotional health, for your career, you know, it's it's all out there for us to achieve. We just have to continuously rechoose it and eventually we will have success. Absolutely. And that's that's a great it's a great closing note. <laughs> and and you know I have to I have to add something to that as well and and that is you know choose your friends carefully. Oh yeah. Um because people can either lift you up or they can drag you down. And you know I I know I I myself um I try to stay away from from negativity and right. negative people. Um you know, that always want to draw you into drama. And, uh, you know, life's too short. Life's too short and no one gets out alive. So, yep. you know, be very was, careful. Um, I think it was, Go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't know who it was, but someone said that uh, you are the average of the five people closest to you. And I've always said this for God knows how long. But it's true. I mean, if you have someone around you that's negative or they have no motivation, it rubs off on you. You end up becoming that. And we won't realize that. As much as we want to say that we separate ourselves from it, it it ends up subconsciously creeping into our minds. And we end up becoming more and more like the people we surround ourselves with. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree totally with that. Um, Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, uh, and, and, you know, there is a scripture that says, you know, bad associations spoil useful habits. So, you know, definitely uh, be careful with, uh, with whom you associate with, you know, and be, be careful whom you trust, you know, Um, so, uh, you know, that it's, it's an important reminder um, and, and I think as I know I myself, as I get older, uh, I find that my close circle of people is small and small. And, uh, and that's yeah. part of life. It really is. You know, but uh, I've been blessed because I, I have people like yourself, Adriana, who have, you know, whose mm-hmm. lives have, have crossed with mine and we've, uh, we've become friends and stayed in touch over the years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to me, that's such a blessing, Um, you know, because so many people that I've come in contact with throughout my career, and and I can honestly say a good majority of them are still in touch with me. And, uh, and it's wonderful. It really is. You're one of those people where you're just a good example of a human being. And that's very oh, rare, you. you know. I mean, you have a beautiful family life. You have a great career. So I think a lot of people vibe towards you. I mean, it's very easy to 
you know, want to be around you and, and kind of get all the positivity that you put out there. And that's important to have around the people you associate yourself with. I mean, it's definitely, uh, you're definitely somebody that if I ever have questions in my mind of what I should do, I would always trust your direction that you give me. And that's oh, thank you. having a friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm humbled by that. I really appreciate that. It's the truth. Well, I thank you so much for for accepting the invitation to come on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, and again, um, you know, anytime you want to come back, you know, you're well, more than you know, welcome. Session number two in the near yes. future. We'll have to come up. Now everybody knows my deal, what I've been through, which I'm totally okay with, but next Next time we'll come up with another topic where we can really get deep and, and try and change people's lives and motivate them. Um, like yeah. I said, everybody has that better version inside of them. It's just a matter of digging it. That's right. And and you'll be talking about this on Instagram. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. I Wonderful. always post on my Instagram motivational stuff. I mean, I try and do my best with that. If you want to follow me at the Adriana Cabanas um, and, you know, I've just really been trying to grow my Instagram as well so I can have a better reach of an audience so that I can, you know, try and change more people's lives. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Adriana, so much for coming on. And um, that's going to be a wrap for this show, folks. Uh, Thank you all for, for tuning in and, um, you know, uh, keep following the show page for information on our next show. I'm working on a few different guests, and who knows, we may even have Adriana back as a as a co-host. Uh, stranger <laughs> things have happened. So um, we thank you so much. If you want to listen to any of the previous episodes, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Michael Calderon Show. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless America. America sure needs many blessings and prayers. And uh, thank you all for being there. Thank you, Michael.